cliffcentral.com. Anyway, we've got to move on, and it is time for Dr. Hanan, who joins us now. Hey, Doc, how are you? Yeah, doing well. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. It's a bit soft there, but I think we can pump up your volume a little bit. And now I'm struggling with the audio. Hopefully you can hear me. We can. Um, all right, so Mash and, and Leanne, if you just mute yourselves in case, so I can just get clearer sound on Hanan. And then, uh, Doc, I want you to meet Happiness, who's joining us on the line from Australia. Hey, Happiness, how are you? Hello, good, and how are you? Good, nice to see you in uh, in screen now and not just hear your voice note. So very good to have you on. Now, now, you dropped us a voice note just the other day. Do you want to tell Dr. Hanan what, uh, what you need to talk to him about? Sure. So I guess I think the voice note was different to the email, but oh, my yeah. email is, was about um, my love life or relationship relationships in general. Sure. I have this, this bad luck. I don't want to, I'd like to say. Um, so what happens is I am someone who, I'm not a person that would say like, I like men. I go out looking for men. But when it happens, you know, I get so excited. I get fully invested. Like I'm just that person already in my mind. I'm thinking wedding, kids, meeting <laughs> of the parents. And then the person is just like a douchebag. Like the person gets <laughs> physical too quickly or the person just wants to lay in the sheet. And it's like every single person to a point now where I'm just like, I don't want men, you know? And I guess my um, question today is like, how do I channel that out? Like, how do I separate? Because obviously if you're in a relationship, you're going to want to do those, you know, those things. But how how do I find like a genuine person to a a person who's a douchebag because also I don't want to be single forever you know I <laughs> eventually want to get someone so like yeah that's where I am right now so happiness are you, are you single at the moment yes I'm single okay and are you out there dating and how are you dating how are you finding a how are you finding dates are you going on apps are you meeting people in specific circles what are you doing um, so I want to say this without getting into trouble <laughs> because I work a lot. Um, some I find at work, I tried the dating apps thing. It's just not for me. The people are just weird. Um, also friends of like a friend of a friend, you know, get to meet and then, yeah, it doesn't work out. So I think there's no like one place I find Guys, it's just like all over work or friend of a friend or events, yeah, things like that. Okay, and what happens on the first date when you date these men? What happens? Where do you go and what do you do? Are you physical on the first date? What happens? Yeah, that's the thing. You see, these most of these guys don't even take me out on dates. So what They're happens? Just... So how so... do you get from... Meeting someone to being physical without going on a date. Usually the, it's like the talking stage. So like I'd meet the person and then we'll just be talking, talking, talking. And then maybe we find ourselves in the same room and then they want to be physical. Whether it's my house or at an event, 
then they'll just, you know, feel very comfortable, but they never, never goes to a date. Okay. And, uh, are you physical with them? No, I don't let it go there. You don't let it go just, there. Now what do you do? Do you object them? Get, what do you do then? I, yeah, I think because I'm a bit timid as well, I let them like, it doesn't, it doesn't get to sex, right? Because I don't allow it. But they become touchy, and then I get turned off and just block them or ignore them or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And now you're feeling despondent that so many men are just like that. Yes, like all of them. <laughs> Nobody wants to get to know me. Nobody wants to take me out on a date. That's my issue. Okay. And tell me, happiness, what is it that you want? What do you want out of a relationship? I want um eventually to get to marriage. Not now, but I want like a serious relationship. That that's the that's the word. Okay. So I'll tell you the number one mistake that I see amongst women, especially somebody in your position that wants a long term relationship. They want to get to know somebody and find a companion. The problem is that you know what you want but you're not communicating that and setting boundaries effectively. Because the truth is you need to learn to interview the person because the number one mistake that couples make, or at least when they start dating, is they don't actually assess each other's value systems. So you want a long-term companion, and that's what you're looking to date for. How do you know that's what he's looking for? Mm, okay. Have you asked? I think, so I'll give you an example with the last one. <laughs> so this one, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to set the boundaries. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to allow it to get there, you know. And when we were communicating, I communicated it, not knowing that I'm actually giving him ammunition to kind of manipulate me. So, what I did was I told him, this is me. I don't want no sleepovers. You're not coming to my house and whatnot. So then he found a way to get physical somewhere else. And also he kind of told me, like, um, I don't have the capacity right now to be um, in a serious relationship, whatnot, whatnot. But then he was doing things that are that are done by people who are in a serious relationship. And because also me, I won't lie, I'm not completely innocent. I liked him, like I really liked him and I really saw, I liked his character and his morale. So I just kind of went with it. But obviously it gets tiring because he's not fully like there, but he's there. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Okay, so let me give you a method that will help you sift out the, let's call it the superficial, the superficial guys to the ones that are looking to give you exactly what you want. The interview process has got to be very different between wanting a companion and interviewing somebody for the long term versus interviewing somebody for the short term. So think about it. If you just wanted to uh, be physical with someone just for the night, you don't have to know them more than one night, then the interview and the questions of what you ask them in the date, because that's what a date is, it's an interview, uh, is going to be very different compared to if you want somebody that will share, hopefully, the rest of your life with you, right? The quality of the question. Think about, and I'll give you an analogy of a job. 
Imagine you're hiring somebody for the day versus you're hiring somebody to run the company with you for the rest of your life. The interview process is going to be way different between the two. And if you want somebody that will be a companion, you've got to interview them as though they are about to take on that role. Now, there are specifically eight fundamentals. So watch this podcast again because I want you to make notes of these. There are specifically eight fundamentals that you have to tick, eight boxes that you have to tick when you're interviewing somebody for the long for the long term. So we have trust, communication, common shared values, compromise, the need to feel desired, practical contribution, intimacy, and attraction. Those are the eight. And when you interview someone, this is the way I want you to think about it. I want you obviously in the first in the first stage you'll go and have fun and you'll you'll enjoy and certainly you'll set boundaries, no physicality. You'll set boundaries. So, and you enjoy each other. And at the end of the day, I want you to tick those boxes and ask yourself, in each box, I want you to give it a green light, an orange light, or a red light. Red light means it's not there, it will never be there, it's done. And when there's a red flag or a red light, it's done, no more second interview, thanks for coming, not interested, no second chances, doesn't matter what my heart tells me, I'm following boxes. Because if you've been listening to me in the show, we don't follow our heart. We follow our heads. We tick boxes. Right? And I'll get, and I'll get, uh, and I'll double click on that one in a second. But if it's red, it's done. If it's green, then we're good to continue. If it's orange, and orange means I'm not sure, then you dig in and you go and figure it out. And you ask questions to turn an orange into a red or into a green. A red, by the way, will never turn into an orange, will never turn into a green. But an orange, once you ask the questions, you will quickly figure out whether that particular box is is a red or it's a green. If it's a red, it's done. If it's green, you continue. Now, people say, what do you mean you don't fall in love with your heart? Mm -hmm. Your heart's a liar. Your heart's a liar. Our hearts gravitate towards what's familiar, not necessarily what's right. So if you follow your heart, you will naturally keep on repeating familiarity and what is known and what is familiar to you as opposed to what is right for you for the long term. So I've never had a case where somebody's ticked those eight boxes that I've mentioned and the heart later on doesn't follow. The heart will mm. always follow because eventually huh. when the trust is built, when communication is built, intimacy, attraction, when all those elements are built, eventually it becomes familiar and it becomes safe and your heart is able to open up and connect. I want you to interview the guy, especially, by the way, I would never say this to you if you were interviewing somebody for the short term. For the short term, it doesn't mm. matter. It's all about intimacy and attraction and it's done. Those, tick those two boxes, we're good to go. But if you're looking for somebody to run your life with you for the rest of your mm-hmm. life, those eight have to be ticked. And if it turns into a red, it's done, an orange you dig, and a green you allow yourself to continue. 
That's a mm, okay. That's amazing stuff. Uh, I mean, happiness. We're all listening to this and thinking, "Wow, there's stuff I could I could look at in terms of those eight things." And green light, yellow light, red. I love it. Mm, honestly, like, like it's things like what you're saying. It's things that I know, but I think the most important thing I needed to hear was the heart one because everybody tells you just follow, like you know, go with what your heart tells you. Like, do you if you really like him, just stay, you know. <laughs> so I think I needed to hear that. Like, just use the my heart's head. a liar. Happiness, mm-hmm. the heart's a liar. The heart's not, it's not facts. People really trust what they feel. Don't trust mm-hmm. what you feel. Think about it. How many people trust their heart when they get married? Everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And now the mm-hmm. divorce rate is like at 55%. You know, the heart's a liar. You know, don't trust mm-hmm. your heart. Your heart can't predict what will happen seven steps down the line. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. True. Well, happiness yeah, tick boxes. Thank you, so thank you. I hope that helps you let us know uh, whether things improve or not. Yes, I will do. <laughs> Cheers, happiness. Wow, Doc. Good luck. Yeah, I've never heard you with those eight things before, and they all made perfect sense when you line them up and you kind of have to think about your own answers for each of those, whether you've been in a relationship or you're thinking about going into one. And those those are just the yeah. best things. You have to interview properly. Mm. You know, there's mm. so many people out there that are looking to take advantage because we've got options. Tinder, you want seven dates tonight to just swap, keep on swapping right. It's so easy. And therefore, you have to set those boundaries much stronger now. Otherwise, you are going to get hurt. Yeah. And it's amazing how even though we thought that all these apps and the, uh, you know, the accessibility and the communication networks and social media would have made dating easier and better for people, it's almost like the exact opposite is happening. Intimacy just is not a thing that people can do anymore. Um, small talk. You know those kinds of questions you ask on a date? People don't know how to do that. They'll they'll do it fine on the phone, right? But they won't do it in person. We've actually gone backwards. Absolutely. You know, Gareth, the thing is that now that with options, we stop valuing real interactions. Imagine, mm-hmm. like, I've got, I don't know, 55 of these pens. If this one, if I lose this one, it doesn't matter. Mm. If I don't like the way it writes, it doesn't matter. I've got so many others. And people just swap right up there. You know, they go through pens. So that we start valuing real, real interaction. I think you, I think you forgot the I in the word pens. <clears throat> the pennies. The way we, uh, the, yeah. the pennies, yeah. But it's so true how it's actually important to make these things transactional and try not to get emotional about them in the beginning, even though the world's saying, how do you feel? You know, what's mm-hmm. your heart? Yeah, it's so anti-romantic. It's so anti-romance to, you know, fall in love with your head. But we're going to get a lot further in relationships if we just tick the box as opposed to fall in love with our heart. Well, Doc, thank you. We will uh, chat to you in a week's time. I look forward to it. Awesome. Dr. Fernand Bushkin, and that is what we do on a Monday. We say everything's going to be okay, because it is.